This podcast contains coarse language, adult themes, and spoilers. My name's Peach. And for the past couple of years, I've been helping my friend Shag overcome his childhood aversions to everyday foods in the podcast Fussy Eater. Now it's his turn to help me conquer my phobia of scary movies over one spooky night in the FBI studios, one Wikipedia synopsis at a time. This is Spooko. Longest night ever. <laughs> Teaching Peach how to love scary movies. One Wikipedia synopsis. We are doing a, it. That's what we're doing. That's what we're doing. Peach is getting cocky. Peach is loving films. Um, I feel like... I especially love the synopses of them. They're, that's my favourite <laughs> bit. <laughs> hey, something else you love and I'd mm. like to ask you about mm. is LinkedIn. Oh, don't get me started. <laughs> what are your favourite things about LinkedIn? Uh, the bizarre motivational quotes that people who I don't find particularly motivational put up. I want to talk about this. I want yeah. to talk about this. Can you give me an example of a motivational quote that might appear on LinkedIn? Yes, I can. If you'll, if you'll give me five to ten seconds. Yep. You can temporarily kill someone's confidence, but you cannot kill ambition. <laughs> Pretty sure sure you can. (laughs) The moment that confidence is gone, the ambition goes. Yeah, I was going to say, surely, actually, ambition goes first. (laughs) (laughs) Life is ten percent what happens to you, and ninety percent how you react. Life is literally a hundred percent what happens to you. Yes. Oh, like if you want me to dive down a LinkedIn hole, I'm available. (laughs) Um, There's a hashtag called motivation. I think here that I enjoyed a few years ago that I'm sure is still doing awesome stuff. The only limits in our life are those we impose on ourselves. <laughs> Except for all the limits imposed by how you were born, where you were born. Oof, look how long this one is. This would be 120 <laughs> words. All just in one little grab. Uh, essentially in life, people just want to be heard and understood. Most of the time, they'll find their own, find their own way forward. Interested in finding out more? <laughs> but let's turn it into a question it's like how motivated are you uh, interested in sending me some work and it's like no dude just relax that's the, that's the other thing because LinkedIn is 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 a place where you're essentially it's, it's a social media um, it's a social media hub where your profile is your CV so yes. everyone's on their best behaviour but that it strikes me as strange that unless you're super crazy successful and your whole point is like, you can be as successful as me, the idea of posting motivational things seems strange. Especially if you're an unmotivating sort of person. (laughs) So here we are. Here's my shaggy. Like we've been, this is the alpha and the omega. You know, we've always been leading here. Um, Here's one from uh, your MF boy. Blaming dash, 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 greater than sign. Easy. Accountability, dash, 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 greater than sign. Hard. Most good things are hard. 
<laughs> anyway, so the reason why I was thinking about that mm-hmm. is because this is something we talk about in the minutes between us recording these episodes over the one night. Motivational quotes. Yes, it is what we talk um, about. Some horror films, like, yes. <laughs> I, <laughs> yeah, no, okay. No, the majority of horror films are very bleak and end in a bit of a nihilist, like, nothing matters, everyone was going to die, this mm-hmm. sucks, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, yeah, you I'm know, with you. I'm interested in this, Like, yeah. you know, we heard, you know, in the last episode, with Friday the 13th, we heard that pretty much everyone was basically going to die. And if they didn't die, they almost died. And then they woke up in hospital knowing that things weren't over. And I don't want to derail you too much, but mm-hmm. you made a really good point earlier tonight when you said that it is those moments of eternal dread that stay with you. Like the omen, you're like, yes, Gregory Peck killed the shit out of that child. It's the devil. Mm. And then he gets shot and you're mm. like, no. And then the devil turns around and is like, mm, guess what? <laughs> <laughs> he didn't kill me. And I, I wouldn't have remembered the movie if Gregory Peck had been like, ah, done and done. I think that is a really good point. But there, it's one you made. So, yeah. There's, there's, I guess it's not even really a genre, but there's a trope or a story kind of style in which through the horrific nature of the horror film, mm. a character, usually the main protagonist, discovers their true self and actually really thrives. Is this Alien? Are we talking about Alien, more or less? I mean, uh, Alien's not quite right, but this film particularly that we're going to talk about today... We're talking about Evil Dead? We're not talking about Ultraviolet? We're not talking about about any of the... And Ultraviolet, what? Isn't that... um, uh, What's the name? (laughs) What's the name of the woman who's in the fifth element and also the Evil Dead? No, not the Evil Dead. um, Oh, shit. It's that video game you played like 15 years ago. Resident Evil. Resident Evil. Uh, Yeah, no. We're not doing... The French actor. Oh, um, yeah, I know who you're talking about. Mila Jovovich. Yeah, we... Mila Jovovich. Is that who we're talking about today? No, we are not talking about that today. Okay, cool. Today... glad we're on the same page. We're talking about a 2015 film called The Witch. Pete, you studied a bit of history in school and uni, right? Mm -hmm. How is your American colonial slash invasionary history knowledge? Oh, uh, poorish, but better than yours. (laughs) Would be, I imagine. So, in my understanding, Mm -hmm. the people who went to America Mm. were the Puritans, is that right? Some of them, yeah. We're we're in the 17th century. Yes, I think that's right. And they were basically like, England is way too crazy. We want to go somewhere where we can be really abstinent and eat terrible things and just worship God all the time. Yep. All right, cool. This is where this film's set. I thought they were German, the Puritans. Oof. Gosh, me knowing nothing about stuff is a good subject. Yeah, so again, I just showed Peach the trailer for this. Peach seemed genuinely spooked. And you've been cocky for a while. This is just the right one to just knock me down a peg. This is what, like, this film is all atmosphere. Stealing babies, real talk. That's really going to get to me. That's what happens. That's what witches do. We, We just watched the trailer. It sounded like the voiceover was Finchy from The Office, although anyone with a Northern English accent and a deep voice... Really? It did sound like him. It, it did was sound like him. him. It'd be... I thought I was going to be distracted by it being, oh, it's like, oh, Finchy. I think the power of him is, as an actor was he was so good as Finchy, but he can still play other roles and I'm not just like, you're Finchy. Like, I yep. think he's very good that Strong way. Strong agree. Whereas, like, Ricky Gervais, you're like, you're just David Brand. <laughs> <laughs> not like... Yeah, anyway. Oh, good on him. 
All right, let's kill this witch. Okay, so... Whoop, 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 whoop. So, in 1630s New England, so yeah, there yep. you go, English settler William and his family, wife Catherine, daughter Thomason, son... Great name. <laughs> son Caleb, and fraternal twins Mercy and Jonas, are banished from a Puritan Plymouth colony over a religious dispute. Mm-hmm. The family build a farm near a large secluded forest... And Catherine has a newborn child, Samuel. Okay, so let me let me set this up for you. So this I found so spooky for the fact that we are in 17th century, well, what would eventually become mm. the United States? Of Literally, the New World. They're basically on Mars. Yeah, there's 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 no one. I mean, obviously there are you know the native inhabitants of America as well, but they're not going, probably not going to be friendly depending on mm. how they how they've interacted in the past. Mm. Um, so they're basically by themselves. They are as alone as they can be they have this family and they essentially have to do everything they have to fend for themselves they have to get water for themselves they have to get food for themselves blah 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 blah. yeah spooky as hell yeah man do all that with the soundtrack of the witch happening yeah, on the way sick so anyway so one day Thomason is playing peekaboo with Samuel when the baby Ooh, abruptly like disappears and it is soon revealed that a witch has stolen the unbaptized Samuel killing him and using his remains to make a flying ointment. How was that revealed? Actually, I, just while we're on it. I, look, it's been a while. I can't remember. But it's not like you don't at any like, point. You don't like, it's, more, it's more that it's revealed very subtly. But in a way where... It's, That's a real Wikipedia sentence as well. That, that is a very Wikipedia sentence. <laughs> Catherine... Do flying ointment... Is that, is that how you make flying ointment? Well, I mean... Look, I'm not, again, yeah. not a witch. You're okay. not an American <laughs> yeah, history scholar. Let's just leave it to Wikipedia to yep. take us on this roller coaster. So Catherine, remember, is the wife, uh, yep, yep, is the matriarch yep. of the family. Devastated by Samuel's disappearance, spends her days crying and praying. While hunting with William, Caleb, who's the son, mm. asks if Samuel's unbaptized soul will reach heaven. William denies Caleb for raising the question... And later reveals denies Caleb. Was he? What was that? <laughs> and later reveals to Caleb that he traded Catherine's silver cup for hunting supplies. That night, Catherine questions Thomason about the disappearance of her cup, and suspects her to be responsible for Samuel's abduction. Whoa! What? I know. I know. Well, I mean, you know, because they're they're isolated. They're in a very like. Well, I'm praying to God. But they already happening? know that's the flying ointment. Well. So here's the thing. So looking at this, I, I don't know if they necessarily know that that's happened. So okay. it's revealed to us, uh, but they don't know that's happened. They haven't seen the Wikipedia plots and all. This is the 1630s. Yep, yep, yep. I'm with you. As the children retire to bed, they overhear their parents discussing sending Thomason away to serve another family. I'm spooked. I'm mega spooked. Early the next morning, and obviously Thomason's going to be feeling really bad about this, right? Because she's just playing peekaboo with this kid and it disappears. Yeah. So early the next morning, <laughs> Thomason finds Caleb preparing to check a trap in the forest and forces him to take her with him by threatening to awaken their parents. In the woods, the two spot a hare, which sends their horse into a panic and their dog Fowler promptly chases. Caleb pursues while the horses throw Thomason off, knocking her unconscious. <sighs> Caleb becomes lost in the woods and stumbles upon Fowler's disemboweled body. This is the dog, yeah, okay. Yeah. 
Deep in the woods, he comes across a hovel where a beautiful young woman emerges and seduces him. However, once Caleb is close enough, the woman's arm becomes old and decrepit and grabs Caleb. So I don't think like suge- like good yeah, so br- brings here, his defenses down. Yep, yep, yep. I'm spooked the fuck out right now. It's only going to get spookier. Ugh. William finds Thomason and takes her home where Catherine angrily chastens Thomason for taking Caleb into the woods before William reluctantly admits that he sold Catherine's cup. So you're starting to see that Thomason is sort of taking the brunt for everything here when she really didn't do anything. She's just trying to be a good daughter in a very rough age. Uh, yeah. So Caleb is found outdoors in the rain that night, naked and delirious from an unknown illness. When he awakens the next day, Caleb expels a bloody apple from his mouth. I love stuff like that. That's real spooky and cool. Catherine believes it to be witchcraft. Caleb passionately proclaims his love to Christ before he dies, though Catherine believes Caleb to have been under some sort of spell. So, baby's disappeared. (sighs) Caleb's died. Dog's been disemboweled. There's still these twins that exist. And there's Thomason and there's mom and dad. Christ. The twins then accuse Thomason of witchcraft and in retaliation, Thomason reveals to the parents that the twins have had conversations with Black Philip, the family's billy goat. Okay, so here's the thing. So the family has a black goat called Black Philip. <laughs> great name for a goat, actually, real talk. And I know it's a great name, right? I kind of want to have another pet just to call it Black Philip. But anyway, well, maybe after you see what happens in this, you wouldn't want to do that. No, but- <laughs> Kind of like all those people that called their... Oh, yeah, Game of Thrones, whatever. We've already forgotten about it. Anyway, let's move on. <laughs> Fuck Game of Thrones. But yeah, so she's overseen the twins having like talking to the goat. So they're like, you're a witch. I don't like snitching on the siblings, I must say. Anyway, sorry. Well, I mean, they started because they were like, you're a witch. And this she was is like, oh, fuck you guys. You're no. talking to Black Philip? <laughs> yeah, exactly. What are you guys chatting about? Exactly, exactly. Enraged, William boards both Thomason and the twins inside the goat house. Yep, I'm with you, I'm with you. Thomason overhears William break down and confess to God that he has been prideful and made his family leave their old village out of stubbornness rather than sincere religious devotion. So it's actually the dad's fault that they're out in the middle of nowhere and everyone's died. Later in the night, the three children are woken by the sounds of rustling in the goat house and discovering... It's like Clive Barker's drafted this entry. Fuck you, Clive. Wait, wait, wait. An old woman rustling in the goat house and discover an old woman drinking milk from the goats. <laughs> Meanwhile, inside the house, Catherine awakens to a vision of Caleb holding Samuel. After a brief discussion, Caleb offers Samuel to Catherine so that she may breastfeed the baby, but the baby is shown to be, in fact, a crow that is pecking away at her breast. Well, this is all mega upsetting stuff. All right, so now we're getting into the roller coaster that is the finale of this film. Oh, Christ. We're certain the baby's dead, right? This is a weird... Baby's dead. Yeah, okay. Baby's dead, Caleb's dead, dog's dead. I'm upset. This is good. Like, is this an awesome horror movie? It is an amazing film. It's okay. one of my faves. Cool. The next day, William awakens and walks outside to find the stable destroyed. The goats eviscerated, the twins missing, and an unconscious Thomason lying nearby with blood-stained hands. As Thomason awakes, Black Philip gores William before her eyes. 
and unhinged Catherine, who now blames Thomason for the tragedies that have besought the family, attacks Thomason, who stabs her mother to death in self-defense. So everyone's dead, but Thomason and the twins are, and maybe the twins. Everyone's dead, but Thomason and maybe the twins. Yes, good point. I'm with you. Good point. They're missing, but we assume the worst. Yeah, no Wi-Fi. Sorry, no um, 4G. Yep. And also, like Black Phillip just gored, a, like a goat gored someone to death. It's Man, fuck Black Phillip. I must say, like, you, <laughs> like you're right not to name your pet Black Phillip, although it is a good name. It is a great name. Mm. Alone. Now, keep in mind, as we get to this point, all Thomason's done is tried to be like a good daughter, and she's got shot on. Yep. And all they've done is tried to like follow this super puritanical version of Christianity and everything's gone wrong for them. Yep. Keep that in mind as we go into this final stretch. Oh, cripes, I do. Alone, Thomason enters the stable and urges Black Philip to speak to her. The goat responds by asking if Thomason would like to live deliciously. Delicious. How good is that? Would you like to, like in a spooky voice? Because if someone was like... Would you like to join the dark side? It's like, well, no, that's bad. But if you're like, would you like to live deliciously? I think I kind of would. Yeah, because I imagine Black Phillip has a lingering threat. That's the carrot and the stick is like, well, we could go you to death. So yeah. we can do whatever you want. Basically. For. And also in their sort of puritanical lifestyle, there's not a lot of deliciousness happening anyway. Like playing peekaboo with a... <laughs> like, I'm feeling probably. real hereditary feelings right yeah. here. Like I'm right. really upset. Okay. So after Black Fear, so after Black Philip asks Thomason if she would like to live deliciously, mm-hmm. Black Philip materializes into a tall, black-clad man. Black Philip orders Tom- Thomas. Black Philip orders Thomason to remove her clothes and to sign her name in a book that appears before her. Ugh, this is pretty fun and spooky as well. Thomason follows Black Philip into the forest. Where she joins... Does she sign the fucking book? Wikipedia? She does. She does. She does. She joins a coven of witches holding a witch's Sabbath around a bonfire. So so Thompson is now a witch. Yes, Keep this in mind. Keep this in mind. So up until this, it's been this super puritanical, like, everyone... Like, life is hard. Everyone gets punished. Yep. Everyone dies. She's got nothing left to lose. And she's also been spurned. And she's like, what do I do? I can't go back. I can't go anywhere. This goat that turns into a man is like, do you want to live deliciously? She's like, cool. She gets there. There's all these women who are naked and just having the time of their lives, like chanting and like dancing around a fire, like having the best time. The most delicious time of all. So Ugh. the coven at this point, now remember remember why the baby was murdered in the first place? Flying ointment, yeah. The coven begins to levitate and a laughing Thomason joins them ascending above the trees. That's the end of the film. And the coolest thing about it, like I was saying before, the whole way through the film, you're just like, man, poor Thomason, my gosh. When this happens, you're almost happy for her. You're like, yes, this is where she should be. She should be with the witches in this coven, having like crazy, freaky, flying, naked parties. Oh, my god! And that's the end. How good is that? I think that's really, really good. I think that's Baba Duke level. Would you? Can I ask? Because mm. now, now you're at this point where you're cocky and you get a bit spooked, but you enjoy him. Would you? Now that you know what happens, you know what all the spooks are. You can, you can be like, oh, here's Black Phillip. This watch is out. an interesting one. Would you watch that film? Maybe. That's what I like to hear. 
Uh, this was recorded at FBI Studios. Please like, subscribe and follow wherever you can and as much as you can. And Resh's, what's up? <laughs>